Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Josh, co-founder of Urban Valor. Welcome to another episode of the Urban Valor podcast. Our guest today is Army veteran Brian Martinez. Brian grew up in Santa Ana, California in a gang-infested neighborhood and comes from a family of immigrants. He was inspired to join the Army after seeing what America did for his parents and wanted to give back. Brian built camaraderie in the Army by showing his battle buddies how he and his family get down on the grill Mexican style. He served a tour in Kandahar, Afghanistan, where he was continuing continuously taking enemy fire from mortars and rockets. Brian leaves us without his experience in the army impacted his transition back to the civilian world. If you enjoy this episode, go give us a five-star rating and leave a comment to help support our veterans. The bigger the community, the bigger the impact. If you'd like to contribute your story to Urban Valor or know anyone else who may, reach out to us on Instagram at Urban Valor TV, or you can email us at team at urbanvalor.com. Enjoy the show. My name is Brian Martinez. Uh, I served in the U.S. Army. Uh, I served from uh, October 2007 to uh, June 2011. And my job was uh, 91 Bravo, uh, all-wheel mechanic. Uh, I was born in Orange, and then I'm right here from Orange County. I was raised in Santa Ana. Uh, my, I've come from a family of immigrants. Uh, both uh, parents uh, are from Mexico. Uh, they're from this uh, small town in uh, Morelos, uh, called San Andres. Uh, pretty much, uh, I just grew up here in Santa Ana. Um, raised, uh, I have two brothers, uh, one older one and a younger one. Um, pretty much just, uh, just had a really normal childhood in like lower middle class. Uh, there's, uh, it, it was, it was okay, but there was like, there's, uh, pretty much type of, uh, pretty much violence here and there on account that there's uh, pretty much my city's full of gangs. Yeah, yeah. So in, in that kind of aspect, it's just like uh, you see either you go one way, or the right way or the wrong way. But when I was younger, it was like a little bit avoidable. But like when once I got into high school, it becomes more prominent. Like since your friends are and like you have friends that usually uh, join gangs or they hang around or like probably like their siblings, families. And since in that aspect, I usually hang out with my friends like that. Mm-hmm. And I did get in like uh, trouble and uh, I did start running with like the wrong people. But at the same time, uh, like I, when I was in high school, I got accepted to uh, this, this high school called Middle College. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much it's, uh, it's uh, in Santa Ana College. So you're taking high school classes while you're taking uh, college classes. So in that kind of aspect, it just made me show like, okay, there's something more than just what's going on in my city. So in that kind of way, it was just like, uh, like even like I was trying to like stay away from him, like, but since I was going to that high school, it was helping me very much stay in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I was getting into like my little troubles and stuff like that. Well, well since I was going to that school, I, sh- I saw like the, like the bigger picture, uh, pretty much they were showing like there's like, like you could get education, uh, you could actually do something with your life. And like, it was a lot of my buddies there too were like actually going towards getting their AAs. Uh, so I was just like, okay, maybe I should do that once I get out of high school. But then like, they're all, they're also talking about the financial aspect of it. And since like, that's a big issue, like, particularly nowadays, like everybody's like talking about like they're, they're in debt for school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that. So I, I was trying to find avenues of trying to like figure out. So one way was to uh, join the military. 
and since uh, the military offers the GI Bill, I was just like, okay, this will help me out in the future in the long run. So that was like a big major like decision of mine. And then I saw like how my like this country actually gave a lot to my family in reality. Like uh, my 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 dad and mom have put a lot into it, and they've actually reaped the rewards. So like I saw, it's like why not? actually give back to like the country that it's actually giving back a lot to my family mm -hmm. so i'm just like okay well like like a good route will be the military and then and then i just decided just to join in reality just yeah. like okay but then uh i just didn't know what branch though yet right and, right yeah and then uh it's a funny story though like you know it was uh like i was just like since i decided that i uh i pretty much said okay who's gonna Who's gonna call first? Whoever calls first, I'm gonna join. And then the army decided to call first, so I just like very much I I I joined after they called, and then I was able to just pretty much talk to them, and then they gave me the rundown, and then pretty much I was like, okay, this is something I I'm I'm into, like and I, I decided to sign up pretty much. Yeah. Did you did you visit any of the other recruiting offices, other branches? Uh, I did like the the Marines and the Air Force. And then I knew a buddy in the Navy, like my brother had a buddy in the Navy. Mm -hmm. It was just like something, I like I can't swim, so the Marines and the Navy were out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, okay. And then like I had a buddy that was telling me to join the Air Force too. But then I was just like, I, I don't know, it was just something about the Army that just decided like, okay, this is just like the branch side, like for me and stuff like that. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I was actually going to be a, a, was it a waterproof purificator? Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I ended up, uh, staying a little bit longer and, uh, ended up just picking like a job that was like more like a, like, a like I'll, I'll be able to use after I get out of the service. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, so I was looking through them. I was like thinking maybe infantry, but then it's like, what am I'm not trying to like down it, but like, I was like, what am I going to do after? <laughs> so I was trying to look more into a trade. Like, uh, so mm -hmm. like, uh, I saw that it was like a mechanic, so I was just like, "All right, this is something I could like actually use right after I get out of. If if I if school doesn't work out, I could use this to get a job and and uh, pretty much be a mechanic right after the army and stuff like that." I was I was like eighteen, yeah, eighteen. I was thinking like this pretty much when I was eighteen, thinking Man. about my future like three, four, five years down the road and stuff like that. Yeah, I was thinking educational wise because because uh, I was trying to like make sure that I was set right after I get out if yeah. if if I decided to get out and stuff. Basic training was like I went to uh, Kentucky, Fort Knox. So I was pretty much one of the last classes that got like uh, pretty much through basic training there, like the regular uh, regular jobs and stuff. Like right now, they're still doing uh, tankers and the Cav Scouts right there, Fort Knox. Mm -hmm. But I was like one of the last uh, individuals, like one of the classes to go through there. And it was pretty tough because like they call it hard knocks for, for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it was just, like, rough. It was just, the weather was tough, like, cold, uh, pretty much. Like, personally, like, I actually had to stay there, like, a month uh, longer because I wasn't fit. So I had to, like, actually uh, stay, like, and work on my physical, um, pretty much endurance for a whole month before I got uh, put into a boot camp. Mm. So in that kind of way, it was just, like, pretty much... Like it, it was either I, I give up or not, but like pretty much I like I, I decided to do it and everything, and then I I went through boot camp and then it was it was fun it was it was interesting and then like I, 
like I'll, I'll like people say like oh I won't do it again definitely like I'll do it again it's it's pretty it's it's intensity like you'll have your misery days but in the end like you're really you're really proud of what you you've accomplished and it's because a lot of people can't really say that they've gone through like that kind of uh training that kind of endurance and stuff like that so yeah. like yeah so like I'm, I'm i'm it's something that i'm really am like 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 where i see like a lot of the boot camp videos nowadays it's just like damn that's that's like i wish i was there <laughs> like it's like uh, it's not compared to what i was de- dealing like like the toughness and stuff like that the yelling and then like, and i bet like even with like the older vets like i bet their boot camp was way worse and like they had to deal with more like strenuous stuff and stuff and so but like at the same time i feel like like that that camaraderie or like that uh, like where that boot camp thing where it goes and it's like yeah do you remember yeah. uh do you remember what that feeling was like on like graduation day? Uh I uh definitely it was like it was a cold day. Um but it was just exciting. It was pretty much cuz like you're re- ready to to move on to the next uh next phase of like your your training and stuff. So like you you're ready to graduate and stuff like you're you're dressed up real nice. Um, the pictures that, that people are taking, you see your family members, uh, it's a really proud moment in, in, in like anybody's, uh, military career because it's like, it, it, you, you've, you've accomplished something that, that you've been wanting for, for, for like the beginning when you started. And it's, it's really, it's really, uh, it's really amazing to see like how, how like everybody just like gets together and just sees like like okay we've did this now now this like we're soldiers or we're, we're, we're now we're we're part of the team you know and like now, now let's 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 keep going and let's let's uh, let's go and and do the next phase of the the, the training and that's the job mm-hmm. something like in that kind of way and stuff. And after that, I went to Maryland. Uh, I went to Edgewood, Aberdeen. Uh, it was pretty chill. It's like. Uh, it was next to the bay. Um, it, it was really like in the Chesapeake Bay right there. So it was, uh, the training was awesome. Uh, freedom was way better mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to boot camp. So it was like nice. Uh, the, the drill sergeants were nice. Like, uh, actually, uh, I was trained by a drill sergeant that, uh, that served under the Marines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like he, he, he had a combat patch, uh, like I think the first, the uh, first division of the Marines. So like it, it was, uh, like really pre- like impressive you know it's like so like seeing those things like like, like it keeps you motivated because you're like okay i want one of those things i want one of those patches i want like i want to see like like uh like like i want to finish my training and go to my duty station and stuff like that so yeah 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 so like the motivation is there and like the the quality is there and like like the pretty much the, you're pretty like, cause you already like past boot camp, and I think after boot camp, it's like the, like it's smooth selling a little bit more, much easier. And then, cause everybody sees you differently, even like the drill sergeants, cause like, okay, you've, you've, you've done like the, the one thing that you needed to do. And like, okay. Uh, after, after that, I got stationed, uh, Fort Carson, Colorado. Okay. Yeah. So I was stationed there for like two years from, uh, 2000, 2008 to 2010. Mm. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so earlier you were talking to me about, uh, you know, we're talking about culture and how you enjoyed, um, you know, interacting with different people and cultures from different parts of the country. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Okay. Uh, so, um, when I was in Kentucky, it was like different culture shock because like, 
pretty much there's no Mexican food at all. <laughs> so like you're, you're coming, you're coming from eating like pretty much tortillas, coming in from eating like your regular food to eating just a regular like like typical like not like like American food, and it, it's not it's great at like filling and everything like that, but like it's just like a big old culture shock. And then the second, the second, when I was in Aberdeen, it was a little bit more like uh, laid back because I was able to get uh, go off base and actually get some food. There was one time I I, I did a carnesada for my buddies and stuff like that, and I, like pretty much I had to go get the meat, I had to prepare it myself, yeah. and I had showed them everything, and they were like, and they loved it. They, like, and then I, I even did the guacamole and stuff like that. So they're they're pretty like they're pretty happy about like how I was sharing their, their my culture with them and stuff yeah. like that. Carnesada is like it's straight up a barbecue, and like uh, instead of cooking like a steak, well you you're, you're cooking the steak, but it's a thin steak, so you're cooking that over the grill. And uh, pretty much, you, you're either adding other like other toppings or other fixings with it, like uh, grilled like uh, grilled onions, and then you have like your salsa on the side, to, tomato was it tortillas, mm -hmm. and, and like it's a pretty good like Mexican meal and stuff like yeah. that. So, um, yeah. did your mom used to cook for you back at home? Oh, uh, definitely. <laughs> this is definitely. Yeah. So talk to me. Like, what kind of food did she make for you? Okay. Like, so since like. The, since I left, every time I used to come back, she used to make every, like anything that I wanted, like particularly like 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 the like the big feast meals, like the Mexican meals. Mm -hmm. So like there were times that like like in the middle of March, I'd be like, I'll come in home and and then I'll be like, I want tamales, and like you don't make tamales in the middle of summer and stuff like that. I usually <laughs> make them in the in the winter time and stuff. So like she'll be like, oh yeah, we'll get the tamales. Don't worry about it. We'll get them ready and stuff like that. <laughs> She'll make them for me if I like anytime. Like I'll like, oh, can you make some mole? Like yeah, make the mole, pozole, like menudo, all, like pretty much anything. Like uh, it's enchiladas, mm -hmm. like anything that she like. I I pretty much like thought about. It. She'll like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll make it for you. Don't worry yeah. about it. And then like there was a one point where I was like, hey, can you make me pupusas? They're like what? I can't make you pupusas. Why? He's like, oh, they're Salvadorian. <laughs> 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 okay okay all right all right, all right so like i understand now <laughs> like, you're getting too crazy now Hell yeah man. yeah <laughs> um was there ever a time that did you ever bring anybody home uh from from uh, for leave with you I, i've actually uh no but like i've actually had my parents go visit me in a uh, carson mm. for carson so uh th that's a that's an experience in itself because like my parents uh, coming from uh, a small town from Mexico, not really like barely knowing the American culture in itself, you know, mm -hmm. just learning from just like us because we're the ones teaching them. Uh, they, they, they see, they saw how, like, how, uh, like the military is and how structured, how proud people are to be in the army and stuff like that. So that, mm -hmm. that was like a real culture shock on it. Cause uh, I think that that influenced my brother too on account that. He like when they went. Uh, my younger brother actually went saw, saw how I was in with my buddies. I was in, the, in my uniform, everything. How everything was going, and then like I, I don't know if if me might see this. He might, I might be wrong. I don't know, but I think it did influence him in an aspect where it helped him decide to join the Marines and stuff like that. Because he did see like that different like uh, like. Well, like different world because it was it's a different world in reality the military compared to the civilian world is 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 totally different and it's like a uh uh it's it's way like 
like I, I, I sometimes I, it's really hard to explain the differences, but like mm-hmm. there is a difference between like being in the like in the military, like in like even in, in a military town compared to like right here and stuff like that. Right, right. Because I'd imagine, right. I mean, not imagine. I was in the military, yeah. so uh, you know there ain't no sleeping in. Yeah, uh, you know you got to get up and PT. Um, you got to go eat at a specific time because yes. the chow halls are only open at a certain time, uh, and you got to make sure you look sharp all the time, yes. right? Um, and you know, there's not uh, a lot of people that take to that in the civilian uh, world, really. Um, so, uh, so talk to me a little bit about uh, you did do a tour overseas, right? Uh, yeah, so, well, so I was stationed, since I was stationed in Colorado, pretty much, like, I had a bunch, bunch of buddies that, uh, that got deployed, like, like, right away. They were just, like, trying to get deployed. Mm-hmm. And then for me, uh, personally, like, I wasn't, I wasn't, like, a big, like, trying to volunteer to try to, like, like, leave, but I knew I had to, like, deploy. So, like, the, the one thing I needed, like, the one thing before, uh, I left the army and I knew I needed it. It was a deployment under my belt. It's like, it's something really, uh, I don't know, like, like people don't get it until like you're actually in it that like, Oh, like you, you've been in the army for this, this long and you haven't deployed. That's like, that's odd. You know, that's really weird. And, and that, that aspect just made me motivated to deploy. So I just like, I, I made it a mission to like, okay, I got to make sure that I deploy with, deploy before i leave and then so like our comp our company our brigade was just like um pretty much just like barely came back when i joined them they barely came back from my uh, afghanistan or i can't remember but so they were pretty much they were just transitioning in so like i wasn't going to deploy for a while so but at the same time i knew we were going to get a deployment in and so we we're just pretty much just like building up again and so those two years that I was right there with that company, we were just building up to, to deploy again. So we, we ended up getting orders to, uh, Kandahar. Uh, so, uh, from right there. So like, um, my, my company is, uh, my company that I was with was a uh, 43rd sustainment brigade. So, uh, so pretty much we ended up getting those orders and those orders said that we had to, well, we we're going to sustain the whole southern region of Afghanistan. So like pretty much it was a big deal on, on, on our, on our end because it's, it's like, uh, you're going to be supporting the thousands of troops going over there. So we, we were just pretty much preparing ourselves, getting ready and stuff like that. And then since we got the orders, we, we ended up, uh, deploying back in, no, ended up deploying in March 2010, uh, to Kandahar. And then pretty much we did a whole year over there. And then we ended up just sustaining the, uh, we said supporting pretty much the whole southern region. Mm. Uh, yeah so did you get an opportunity to call your parents before you left uh, uh they actually came down again to, uh, they actually went well they went to Colorado uh, picked up all my stuff and stuff like that mm. and I saw them like pretty much the like 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 two days before I left like mm. before I, I I hit I I went on the plane did they know where you were going yeah they knew where I was going they knew I was going to Afghanistan what was that like that you leaving them oh, dude like <laughs> like my my mom was really uh it was stressful for her um, my dad was taking it like a uh, champ <laughs> but my my mom was pretty like stressed out like mm-hmm. like i i could i could tell that it was it was killing her but she was being strong she wasn't really showing it but 
like it it, it felt <laughs> that felt it mm. yeah so it just, I, I thought it was gonna be fine and then like they, they met my sergeants and they met like my like my, my buddies so like it's not like they weren't like I, I'm like I'm a big family guy, so like I I knew like this was gonna be a big deal, so I needed them to come and stuff, so they they'll feel more calm. Mm. Yeah, so nice. It was nice that they got to see you in person before you go like that. Yeah, like I, I yeah, that's what I was trying to get get them because like they were really worried about it, and I was just making sure that they that they 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 were okay because I was gonna be gone for a while. Yeah. So uh, yeah, talk to me about that. What was the tour like for you? Oh man, it was tough. <laughs> it was like uh, it was I, when I left. I we did three months. It was like it was fun. It was like it was like all right. I was all into it, and then they tell me like, oh, you get your R and R within three months. I'm like, oh, what? Like, can I can I get it like within like the half the appointment? We're we're here for a year, and like, no, you're getting it three months. Everybody's gonna get it differently. And like, okay, so like some people got the like their R and R like within a month. And, and explain what's that R&R? All right, so an R&R is like when you deploy, you have you get this vacation time. So this mm-hmm. vacation time is within like, I think like two weeks that you get. Mm-hmm. And then so you, you get to go home and you go see your family you get pretty much or anywhere in the world. Like uh, when I was there, the people were going to the World Cup. Soldiers were like going, like they're signing up to get their R&R during the World Cup and stuff. So that was pretty cool for them. But like in that kind of way, it was just like, like that, you know, R&R vacation. So, but imagine going away for a year and then, and then you get your R&R like right away within the first month, like, like freaking, you're going to come back for, for another 11, 10 months straight. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go home. That, that's pretty tough in general. Mm-hmm. And so like that, that's pretty much what happened to me in reality. Cause like, uh, I got my R&R like in three months, then I pretty much had to come back and, uh, for three for nine months straight and, and now it's like tough because by like december of, the, of that year it was already over it i was already yeah. tired i was already like i didn't want to be there i was just like it was already like a different mindset and it was just like and it's i, I don't know it's like uh like it's, it's different for everybody and, and and like some people like it some people like being like right there but like for me it was just like like it was just tough it was just like being away for that long uh, it's like I thought it was I thought I was gonna be okay with it, but but in the end it was just like 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 it was a tough year. Yeah. In reality, it was a what tough was, year. What uh, was what was some of the hardest things for you to de- uh, to deal with while you were out there? Uh, like a lot of the things was like uh, one of the things that I had to deal with, like uh, uh, knowing that like because I was like since I was a mechanic, or where we were at, where we worked at, we were like next to the graveyard. So like we used to see like the like the bombed like the blown up trucks. So like the one thing that 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 was tough is seeing those trucks like pa- cruising by like your your workshop and you're just like thinking like okay is is this like even though you don't know the people that were inside the truck like you're like hopefully they made it hopefully mm-hmm. they're okay and just like but like you knew some of them were like nah and it's just like it's too like they're too blown up like you know they they didn't make it you know yeah so like so like that was like the one tough thing that like and then you can't really think that it's like it's gonna affect you until like later on when you're just like okay you're thinking about it like oh like you you you're just like replaying those pictures again and just like okay like I i see why people like 
why people like like are not right you know sometimes you know because like that's pretty messed up seeing those kind of trucks you know right yeah so um earlier you were talking about the stress of you know getting hit while on the base constantly okay. Can you talk to me about what that was like uh on that account it was like uh so like since our base is a kandahar uh like uh I think the one thing that I've learned recently is that like it was the last base that we it was like the last base we conquered like we, we the U.S. took over mm-hmm. uh, over the Taliban. So like I, I, now I can see why they were fighting so so bad over it on account that they um, they like that was their last stronghold. They're like oh they want it they want they want it back you know and like and like pretty much like every like. Like the whole entire time I was there, we got like bombarded with like bombs. It's like it just it it, it might have been just one, and it might be like two, but it, it was pretty much a constant thing every day. Like every day we got hit by like pretty much a rocket, a mortar. Like it was just like it, but it it will hit in like in the most randomest places too. It wouldn't hit like like it. Will, like, cause they're not as accurate as people think they are. They're just like, they're just like the Taliban just sets up, sets up the bombs. They put a timer and then like, hopefully that rocket reaches the base. That's pretty much where like the, some of their stuff is really like ancient. It's not like, like their, their technology is up there, mm-hmm. but, but they're like, but the Delhi, like the, how, like the kill, the kill zone of it is, it's, it does matter. You know, they don't care if they kill one American or a hundred Americans. They're happy as, as long as they kill one. Mm-hmm. So in that kind of aspect, they, uh, they, they're, they're just, they kept going and going. Like, even though it's a big base, Kandahar is a big base. They kept, they kept, they kept, um, shooting rockets and mortars and stuff like that. And then there's, there was a couple close calls and on, on, uh, with my buddies and not me personally as much, but like with my buddies and stuff like that. And I could, I could see like, I don't know if the, it, it made an impact on them, but I know it's like, it made them think twice about like what's going on over there too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What was the procedure, um, when you had uh, an incoming, um, fire uh, on so, the base? So in that kind of way, it was just like they'll they'll be a rocket attack, a rocket alarm. So they'll there'll be speakers saying rocket attack, rocket, and there'll be like a big old horn. And then it usually be around five to ten seconds prior to the to the actual rocket hitting. So while you have those ten seconds, you try to hit the deck or try to get a bunker, try to go to a bunker, and then the the whole entire time you that alarm be ringing. And then you'll be waiting until you hit the, you'll hear the explosion. And then once you hear the explosion, you're like, okay, now it's the, now it's the clear. And then you'll wait for a bit and to see if there's another explosion. And if there's not another explosion, then you'll know it's clear. And like, okay, and then you go mm-hmm. pretty much like that. So if, if any of these rockets were to hit the, um, where, where you were sleeping, where you would sleep at night, what, what would it, would it put, what kind of shelter would you have? Would you be gone or what, okay. what would happen? So like the, where I was at in Kandahar, we had like pretty cool, like, uh, like, uh, it was a room. So it was just like, it was like little apartments in the reality. It was just like, it was, it was connexes. Like, uh, so 
it was just two men uh, rooms. So, mm -hmm. uh, but they were really uh, thin. There were no, no protection at all. Like, like pretty much a, a rocket goes through them. You pretty much like a lot of casualties and stuff like that. But um, so like that—that that was the one thing I was fortunate about. Like that we never really got hit like on on the buildings. But at the same time, like there's since I was mentioning about the close calls, like um, like like uh, in those, those kind of ways, it's just like like. You just take it, you know, sometimes you're just sleeping and you're hearing it in the middle of the night and you're like, man, you're just so tired from the day. You're just like the, the rocket, like, like it, the alarm's going off, but then you're just like, man, I'm just going to hit the deck, whatever. So if it hits, it hits. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest on that aspect. It was just like, you, you're just so tired of it. Like, you're just so like over it that like if it hits, it hits. <laughs> like, and yeah. it's like, it's a funny, like, it's not like, it's funny, but it's not funny because like. Like, it's funny because you're like, oh, yeah, it's like it's not going to hit. But then when it hits, it's like, OK, like you're not laughing now, you know, mm -hmm. but at the, at the same time, you're just like, like, I don't know. It just became so like like a normal like a normal thing. You know, you're just yeah. so used to like having the rockets uh, hit hit your base that you just like it. Like sometimes I even slip through them. I'm yeah. gonna be honest. I never really like that. Like you, you hear them, but you, I'll just slip through them. And like my my buddies be telling them, "Oh, did you hear the alarm yesterday?" He's like, "No, nah, dude. Like I didn't hear nothing." Like, <laughs> like yeah. So like in that kind of way, it's just like you, you're trying to you're trying to like be safe, but at the same time, you're just so overworked and so tired yeah. that that you're just like at, at times you just don't care, yeah. and it's sad because you're like like because you're. It's like you're, you're talking about your life. You're talking about your life, you know? It's like, yeah. oh, so in that kind of way, you know? So, like, uh, like our, our experience was a little, uh, like, uh, like uh, we, we didn't have, like, the tents build up. Our command center, didn't we, we didn't have it build up. So uh, the one thing that I really did enjoy was, like, we actually did it, like, a little, like, we actually built up the tents and the, the, our command centers, our, like, our maintenance center and everything. So, like, like a lot of people like in that base usually just took over like they, they took over like a, a section and already built up and everything but we actually built ours from scratch and then that was like a big proud moment because on account that it reminded me of like how like you like uh, like uh was it like how uh, like the initial invasions came and they had to build their their tents and everything like that and i was just like oh i uh, like i actually have like actually can say that we actually built our 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 fucking our work our work areas and stuff like that mm. so and and that was pretty like uh pretty cool on account that i was able to work with some locals mm -hmm. some afghans and then they were able like i was able to sh uh sh they were able to show me some of their culture like the, like how how they deal with certain certain things um but like and then also like uh we we actually ended up building like a basketball court in, mm -hmm. our, in like our work area. Mm -hmm. So we used to like get like everybody from the company from the brigade and play basketball like on the weekends and stuff like on days off and stuff like that. It, it was it was fun. We we I enjoyed it and we like we, we had like a, we had we had a blast on on like like uh, doing certain things and stuff like that. And then, like if you take away the danger, you're like it's like you're just like camping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, not many people uh, can say they played basketball in the middle of Afghanistan, right? Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, that's that is true. That is true. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Now, uh, did you ever receive like mail from your family out there or anything? Uh, not a lot. I was in like out my. I don't know. There's something about me and mail I never got, <laughs> but it was cool. I got it here and there. And then like the one thing that uh, like the one thing they try to do is like send me care packages. Mm. Uh, one time I got like a care package from one of my mom's bosses. Uh, she uh, she sent me some cookies and sent me some like uh, some like like uh was it, was it snacks and stuff like that like uh toiletries and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah it's cool and then like uh uh was it uh it, i i used to like the care packages from the from like the uso or like from like the like the random uh yeah. community organizations yeah because like i remember i used to get like uh care packages from like little kids from the middle of middle of the united states like no no like and then i'll, I'll read the like the little the little card saying like thank you and I'm like oh this is like this is so sweet and stuff like that and i, I used to I, I used to enjoy those because they used to like give us like good stuff too like uh like snacks and stuff like that and like some of the toy trees were like the like the high end like like and so so like like the baby wives and stuff like that and like so like I used to like like those more than like I'm be honest I'm like, those in my most of my family and stuff mm-hmm. on account that they like like they care like they're going out of the way for a stranger and like they're showing that they care about like what are you doing and stuff like that so mm-hmm. yeah it's it's cool but other than that yeah it's like my family they sent me some stuff it was some, like like the one thing that that uh, we did try to get was like like uh, hot sauce. Like tapatio or like stuff like that, because <laughs> uh, you, you over there you're like fuck the the food is so bland. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, hot sauce is gold, huh? Oh, definitely on that. The hot sauce is, was the best, you know. <laughs> like yeah. other than that, you pretty much you'll be eating like fucking like cardboard and stuff sometimes. So, um, what was that adjustment like for you getting out? Oh man, that was tough. That, that was a hard one. I didn't think it was gonna be hard, and like I until I. Uh, until I, I got back, um, cause like, you usually like have a, like a, like a, like how do I say, like, like, like a period of time to get adjusted in the military sometimes. Like, you get, you come back, you're able to like at least, like, like stay in, in for a while. But like for me, it was just like I was already over it and I was already like focused on getting out. So I was just more, more, instead of like dealing with my problems, I was more, like focus on getting out like okay like i'm not gonna worry about this i'm gonna like i'm I'm already i'm already gonna go into my next chapter in life so so when i got back it was it was different it was just like i still felt like i was back in afghanistan it wasn't like i felt back i was in colorado like legit i still felt like i was back in afghanistan and and then since I felt that it was just that I still had some of those habits like like the like the little noises like uh the structure like uh trying to be motivated trying to do something every day um like the like the bombs like the stuff like stuff like that like where you hit the deck pretty much stuff like that I still like I still they were still lingering even though I was already here in the, like safe I wasn't in no danger at all and and then next thing and then like so like like I got out in June, and then like I really saw like how uh, it really affected me because Fourth uh, of July, uh, I I like the, like in Santa Ana. It's if you go to Santa Ana, 
it's like a it's like a freaking like a war zone on fourth of july <laughs> you just see freaking fireworks everywhere like and like you know when i was a kid i enjoyed them i was like i loved them i, I love seeing them everywhere and, and then like and then i knew i was expecting that i was just like okay this is this is typical but then like and then but like prior to to uh fourth of july it was like it was already happening it was already like this the fireworks already happening around them in the neighborhood and i was feeling the tension in my body and then fourth of july hit and i was just like i, I couldn't i couldn't uh, i couldn't see the fireworks i couldn't i had, I had to I had to go home i had to go home and sleep and and i couldn't like uh, it was like that one was really tough because i thought about it I was like i'll be fine but then I, I saw like oh shit like there there's something wrong with me and then and then I uh what is it uh like that Fourth of July pretty much I ended up uh, falling asleep uh, ended up waking up pretty much like in the in like in the position like in the bomb position like that mm-hmm. I'm, like legit like on my bed like covering myself like if I was like it it was pretty much like 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 the same way I was like in Afghanistan and stuff like that. So like in that kind of way, it just like it made me think like, okay, there's something wrong with me. But at the same time, I'm not going to say anything because there's always that like, okay, it's, it's going to go away. And then, and then, and then it was just, it was just tough. You know, it was just like a, a like tough situation. My, my family tried to be there for me. They try to like, try to like actually do certain things. Uh, but at the same time, they're like, like, oh, Brian, you're here. Like, let's do this. Let's do that. And I'm like, I don't want to do nothing. And I just want to stay. I want to like do whatever I want to do and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, but at the same time, it's just like, oh, I'm like dealing with these underlying problems that I, that I should figure out, you know, but yeah. it, it took a while to, to figure it out though. So, and, uh, how did you figure it out? Well, like initially, uh, like I, I kept myself busy, so like I and it, like they weren't really prevalent. Uh, I went to school and stuff like that, and then uh, uh, freaking. Uh, but it got too it got too much for my family, and then uh, so they ended up um, uh, trying to like talk to me. They're like they're about to like kick me out of the, my house, you know. They're like that. That was the, how bad. And then my brother, since he's a marine, he knew like I was dealing with some of these issues, so he uh, he told me that. Uh, like he found a place where they like they do counseling for the VA. Like you already have the VA, let's just go there and then they'll help you out. I'm like, oh, all right. And then, and then I like everybody was playing with me. I'm like, okay. So and then I did it. And then I started going there. It took me a while just to even get used to it. And then uh, I even stopped going for a bit. And then I saw that it does help, like uh, going to counseling and actually talking to people and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. after that, I was just like, I kept going. And then pretty much. Uh, it helped me through some tough times and then and then pretty much I was able to get back on track and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Good. What do you uh what would you say is one of the most important um things about managing uh I imagine you've probably been diagnosed. Have you been diagnosed with PTSD? Uh yeah. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. So um what do you think is one of the most important things to uh either do, maybe like a purpose or something like that, to uh to manage, you know, the PTSD, you know, for the other vets that might be watching this that are dealing with what you go through? Uh, well, like, uh, one thing is, uh, what a lot of people mention is like trying to figure out your triggers. Uh, so like, if you like, if you figure out like, uh, for example, like these certain things don't like, you know, you're not going to do well, like in certain areas, like, for example, like, uh, like, uh, like a crowd, um, 
like like it's not, it's okay to just like it's okay to take a break and not go like like pretty much it's okay to not to to take a chill pill and like not go and then if you feel like you're not gonna if you're not if you feel you're not gonna be comfortable there uh, because some people sometimes it's like like what like you feel obligated as a vet because you've been obligated like because you serve your country you feel like sometimes you feel obligated for your family and you feel like you need to be doing this for your your, your but sometimes it's just like it's good to just take a break and just take a step back and then reevaluate instead of like going there and then next thing you know you're 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 getting angry you're getting frustrated you're not feeling comfortable and you want to leave and then and then and then don't be afraid to to mention those things too because not nobody nobody knows what you're you're uh, you're thinking because mm. like you're your own person you know and then but at the same time the, the other individual that like or you're trying to talk to or you're trying to deal with um they they'll, they'll understand it's not like they, they wouldn't understand because you're you're communicating with them you're telling them how you really feel how you really are because it's not like they don't care about you or they don't even understand like yeah. what's going on so yeah i feel like maybe um a lot of us have a hard time communicating that and the way we respond to it is being angry about it and mad yeah. instead of saying Hey, I, I feel real anxious because there's a lot of people around here and letting your wife, your yeah. mom, your friends, whoever it is you're with at the time know that. Um, instead, we just respond like grumpy, yeah. mad, anger, probably because we're upset that we feel like that. We don't want to feel like it. Uh, I'm guessing. I don't know. I'm not a fucking doctor, but um, yeah, man. So but, what was it like? One thing that I did learn from like, because uh, I went to school, one thing they taught me in um, school uh, was uh, vulnerability, and then what showed me is that like it's okay to be vulnerable. Is it's you're you're showing you're more stronger you're more of a stronger person by showing your vulnerability than than not because you're actually showing like your 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 weakness instead of actually trying to like keep it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's big. Um, all right, well we're gonna get ready to wrap it up, all right. Brian. Um, before I do, I like to give everybody opportunity to you know to. Um, say any last words you might want to say before we cut the tape uh well since this is going on youtube uh i want to give like a pretty much like a little shout out to like everybody that i served with yeah i want to like i want to make sure that like i didn't like uh that i, I pretty much represented uh my, my brigade and represented the people that i served with pretty well and then i pretty much that like uh even though my experience is not as well like as big or this like uh, significant i wanted to also show like the like uh the people that are in the backgrounds the the soldiers there that the, the mechanics the the cooks the the gener- like the people that the the, the signals the, the people that that do the like the the stuff in the back that a lot of people don't want to do but we have, it's essential for the mission to be accomplished mm. like i want i want to make sure that the, uh, these individuals are representative in the in the proper way because uh, i feel sometimes they they they're it's not that they're not uh, they're not grateful, but it's just like I feel like they, yeah, they're recognized. They need to be like recognized yeah. a little bit more, yeah. And what you did was absolutely significant. Yeah, so yeah, you need to know that too. Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that. I really yeah. appreciate that. Hey, uh, well, thanks for being here, Brian. Okay. Um, it's a big deal. It takes a lot of balls to sit here in this seat and tell your story, man. So right. I really, really appreciate it, man. All right, thank you. Really heart. appreciate that. Push it to the limit. I can't go no more. Red light, no 